Welcome back. Hi, guys. Welcome back to One Glass at a Time. So we're doing this a little differently this week, even though we were really struggling because we want to get this episode (laughs) out. Um, Tell everyone where you are, and I will tell you where I am. We we are not together, which is very actually so it feels like worlds apart from you it does and I'm not on this vacation which really saddens me because <laughs> I'd like love to be on vacation right now I am actually at my dining room table for this recording oh your dining room table switching up the location did you not want to sit on the couch because it didn't feel right without me there it's that's 100% accurate <laughs> 100% accurate that that's how I felt uh, but we're drinking wine, so, right? You're, you still have a glass yes. of wine. What are you? What are you drinking? I am drinking a lovely Barbera, actually, from Italy. I don't have the bottle in front of me to give you more detail than that, but it is, of course, from Tim's Wine Market. And yes, I travel with my wine, <laughs> as you should. Naturally. I'm actually uh, drinking a white wine from Portugal. Oh. Uh, it is very nice, very fruity, also from Tim's Wine Market. Um, it was part of the wine tasting that I did last night wow. um, over there. And so I was thinking about it today, and I was like, you know what? This is a good wine to have. So, Side note, I, um, I came across a store here. We are in um, Morganton, North Carolina, and we went out for lunch today. And stumbled across a shop that is exactly what we wish Tim's Wine Market would do, which is it's a wine shop, but also has a tasting room. And it was lovely. Yes. Didn't buy any wine. Um, The selection wasn't on par with what Tim's offers, but the vibe was right. I'm jealous because that's definitely something that we've been advocating for. For a nice, good wine tasting area. Although they do have a good wine tasting. I mean, we did it for my birthday and it was good. Oh, yes. But this was like a public, you know, you can just come in and get a glass and hang out. And learn about the wine Mm -hmm. a little bit. I'm trying to think of what other updates. I don't have any dating updates, No dating updates. You're slacking. I know. It's been very slow for me. It's, It's been a very, very slow October. I mean, I'm catching up on a lot of horror movies because it's it's October and it's Halloween, um, but nothing on the dating front. Man. Okay, we we'll need to work on that. But while I, I'm but away. I did just <laughs> right. I mean, I did just redye my hair, so hopefully, maybe that I'll take a couple of pictures and post them on the dating apps and see see if I can cast my line out a little bit. <laughs> I will warn everyone in advance. Also, apologies for any background noise you might hear. Um, there are three dogs in this house that uh, we are staying at with some friends. And so you, you might hear some things in the background, but I'm trying to keep it as professional as possible, I guess. I'm also hearing some wind as well. Oh, do you hear the wind? Oh, no, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, I'm sitting outside. I mean, I'm not sorry. It's beautiful outside, but whatever. You can just think of that <laughs> if you hear the wind in the background. Yeah. So this is a big episode for us. This is one that we've been building up, which is why we're doing this while you're on vacation, because we didn't want to miss the opportunity to publish this as it coincides with one of the biggest things that's going to happen this year, uh, which is Florida's election. Uh, Early voting is uh, starts up on Monday Mm -hmm. across central Florida. And I assume the whole entire state, but central Florida, I know 
We've been looking at times and early voting, and this is for our presidential election, as well as some local, um, some local elections and some amendments. So it, it is a big year for elections. So we wanted to take an opportunity to talk about elections and a little bit about our feelings with what's going on within the political climate. And then we also did a great interview as well of a younger person who's going to vote for the first time. And we are going to talk to him a little bit later and kind of hear his thoughts as well about how he feels about the election and the political climate here in the United States and Florida. So where do we even begin? (laughs) I know it's too much. It's too much. I think also just to like let everyone know we're not like political experts and (laughs) this is more just to get a gauge on like how we're feeling. It's probably very, I would think similar to how a lot of you are feeling. Um, And we're not trying to sway anyone in any certain direction. I think we just wanted to talk about some of the important issues that are, are being brought to the table during this time and kind of just have a discussion and, you know, obviously leave it up to you guys. You all know how to do your research and, and vote for who you think is the right candidate. But um, we have a long list of topics that we feel are kind of the important things on the table that are coming up in a lot of different debates and different things going on. So, I mean, Alicia, where, where, again, where do we begin? I know it's tough. I'll I'll tell you as, as an attorney, one of the biggest things that came uh, that has been something that I've talked about a lot um, and I'm, I'm sure I'm jumping out of order, but one of the big things this week were the Senate uh, confirmation hearings oh, yes. for the new Supreme Court Justice, mm-hmm. uh, Amy Conan, Coney Barrett, I think. Coney? Conan? Conan? I always want to say Conan, but uh, that's, you know, sorry, Conan. <laughs> Conan O'Brien? No, yeah, it's not Conan O'Brien. Uh, and so this is something that for myself as an attorney, as I'm watching this unfold, was something that impacted me a lot. Not that I, I, I'm not trying to minimize that the actual election doesn't impact me, but I think overall, and I'm sure we're just going to jump topic to topic at this point, just because there is just so much, but um, the confirmation hearings this week were very interesting because you got to see someone who is about to be, uh, who's about to get a seat on the highest court of, of the United States was the Supreme mm-hmm. court and a lot of the views and a lot of the controversy that surrounds her being nominated by our now president, president Trump, uh, because a lot of his tweets have basically said, I'm putting people on this Supreme court uh, that will do my right. bidding that will do quote unquote, the Republican party's bidding. Right. And I put that in quotes and quote unquote is only because I think that we have now transgressed beyond what each individual party is um, because I don't even think this election and, and tell me if you agree or disagree, but I don't think that this election has anything to do with whether or not you're a Democrat or Republican. I 100% anymore. agree with you because I think um, <laughs> people that feel one, you know, are registered one way and are probably going to vote in another direction. And at this point it, anything to do with that and I'm super this is actually one of the topics that I really wanted us to cover so I'm happy that we're kicking off with it because I know you mentioned to me that you had certain feelings about the hearings and you weren't going to share them with me until we did this episode 
Um, <laughs> so I really, you, you're really going to get my raw reaction. I think from your perspective, because you probably can speak more to it. And just for people listening, like tell us a little bit more about the inner workings. And I, sorry to put you on the spot. We didn't discuss this before. Um, <laughs> the inner workings more of like the Supreme court and what they're really there for and why this is such a big deal. So the way that the court systems are set up is that let's start at the state level, which is really every state has this. So anytime there is a case, whether it's criminal or civil, it starts at the state level. So for example, I was a prosecutor. I'm a former prosecutor for the ninth judicial circuit, meaning that I was a prosecutor within a couple of counties, Orange and Osceola County. So if I, uh, when I had a couple of cases that I won, they were always appealed. Without a doubt, all cases are appealed. So once it's appealed, it levels up to the next court mm-hmm. system. Um, and so you get to what's called the Florida is set up in different, different ways, but there's like an, uh, a middle district, which is what central Florida is in. So it goes up and then they decide those courts and those judges will make decisions on whether or not they believe that the decision that a jury uh, reached was accurate Um, that the law was good, that there was nothing corrupt or nothing bad that happened during a trial. Um, And if they do that, they affirm what the jury has done and what decision they had made. And they kick it back down and say, you can't go any further. Right. So then what happens when they believe something else went wrong, they may send it back down for the state court to decide. But once you start getting to the realm of how does it get to the Supreme Court, those are issues that bypass multiple courts of appeals and these courts cannot make a decision um, or make a, de- make a decision and there's a conflict between two different, uh, two different courts of appeals. And that question, when there's a conflict, may go to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court is there to basically make a ruling on the interpretation of that law that these two different circuits may be fighting about. And the Supreme Court really will, from my understanding, like drill down and pick apart the law to figure out if they have a case or not. Am I correct in saying that? (laughs) Right, right. And so like we saw that a lot and you've seen it a lot in movies as well. Like the movie with Justice Ginsburg on the basis of sex the case that she brought up to the Supreme Court was about gender discrimination. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that it it was a very unique set of facts. It's not generalized. So that's one of the big important things that a lot of people don't get. We're not talking about generalities of, do you believe that gay people should have the right to get married? Um, But their decision is based on on a set or a fact pattern. And they make a decision based on that fact pattern. If there's a fact that is different in a different case that is brought up to the mm-hmm. Supreme Court, they may reach a different decision based on those facts. So this is about interpretation. So for on the basis of sex, because that's one of the movies that I remember so well, <laughs> the gender the gender discrimination that she brought up was because there was uh, a male that was staying at home and taking care of his family, but he wasn't eligible for some of the benefits because he was a male and wasn't a female taking care of someone else. And so that's what she brought up because she wanted the question of saying, 
does it matter if you're a female or a male to get certain benefit benefits in the court system ultimately at the end after much deliberation after listening to her oral arguments uh, made the decision that perhaps we have looked at this wrong the entire mm-hmm. time you know this isn't as black and white as we had made it seem based on the letter of the law so and that kind of goes hand in hand with such a such a vast and great responsibility that the supreme court justices have and why it's important to have people that are of different opinions right. that are of different uh beliefs um and backgrounds so that they can look at different perspectives and weigh in on each other because the funny part is is that the supreme court they don't always agree on everything there's often what's called a dissenting opinion which means one of them or two of them whoever did not agree with the majority of what is being set out as going to be case law they write their own opinion and say why they disagreed with it so we are never doing this apart again. Um, <laughs> ever, ever, ever. Ever, ever. This is why we should never be apart because the technical difficulties that just occurred to us in the middle of <laughs> us trying to record uh, due to nature and lack of co- uh, connectivity. It's, it's my fault, guys. It's, it's all me. <laughs> I, I take ownership. So I think from the best that I best of my recollection is that we were still talking about the Supreme Court confirmation yes. hearings and ultimately we were trying to talk about how a case gets up to the Supreme Court. I think we um, covered that and yep. you guys might have a good better understanding of that now. Um, um, so really, uh, really cutting through all the BS, it's really it's one of the most important appointments that can be made by a president. Um, they basically have a list of people that they pick. And this person is basically in there for life um, until they choose to retire or whatever the case may be or, or they pass away. Or the away. president fires them. <laughs> um, it, Can well, he fire them? I don't know how that works. I actually, as far as I know, and some of my legal friends may jump in and, and make comment on this, but my understanding is that once you're appointed, that's it. That's why, that, that's why this is so important. It's a lifetime. It is a lifetime seat. appointment. Yeah. Um, to that to that position. So um, one of the things that we that I noticed when I was watching the confirmation hearings that really bothered me because at the end of the day, Judge Barrett can have and is entitled to her own opinions about an array of subjects. Um, she's entitled to be pro-life if she wants to. She's entitled to follow whatever religious um, affiliation she is to the T. She has the right to not agree with certain things that have been passed by previous presidential administrations. Mm -hmm. That's all fine and great. My concern with this judge is the fact that she is in a cloud of controversy because we have a president who is so vocal on social media that what he may be saying may or may not be true, but it's staining her. Because right. the last thing that he said was basically, watch out, I'm going to make sure that whoever I appoint is basically put in there to get rid of the Affordable Care Act, to start questioning Roe v. Wade, mm-hmm. to basically start digging into a lot of issues that have already been uh, litigated, already been discussed. And, and these are all things that, and this is the opinion that I was telling you about, if I were her, 
and I was given this grand appointment to be a Supreme Court justice, I would, of course, be honored. I would be thrilled to be a Supreme Court justice. But in midst of all of these things that are being said, personally, and, and this would take a lot of courage to do, I probably would recuse myself. You would. I probably would want to show not only any presidential administration, but I would want to show the American people the type of person that I am and that I am not anyone's puppet. And then in midst of all of the things that this current president is saying, I would never want the rest of my time in the highest court of the land to be a joke. For people to think that I got appointed as a puppet to do someone else's bidding and that I don't have a mind of my own. And I probably would. And so that they could make a decision as to whoever becomes a president could say, I respect that. Maybe I'll still be in consideration for the next Supreme Court justice seat. Yeah. So I may not be, but. Your so that comment does blow me away and it, it makes sense. Um, it actually raises a couple of other questions for me. Um, one, I mean, she this isn't a question, but she did in so many words at different times try to make it known that I would hope that you know I'm not here to do anyone's bidding, I have not made any promises to anyone. Like, she did say that a few times throughout her hearing. Um, but I know, you know for anyone who didn't watch it, different senators would question her on different topics from things that she has said or written in the past, um, you know, cases that she has presided over in the past. Um, And one of the things that kept coming up was, would you recuse yourself if you felt there was going to be a bias? Because I think because of, um, just coming into this seat and there being some cases that are going to be seen by the Supreme court, like two or three weeks after, which the affordable care act is one of them after the election, you know, would you recuse, recuse yourself if you felt like there was a conflict? Do you think they were so hard on that question because of exactly like what you're saying that there is that kind of, um, that comment lingering out there from the the president that he is putting people into, into the Supreme court and picking people to do his bidding essentially. Um, Do you think that's where a lot of that was coming from when they were asking her about that? I think it it in part came from that, but you brought up an excellent point. I mean, she was questioned a lot. She did make some comments about um, that. She was not going to be directed by anyone, but the big kicker for me, is that she was asked multiple times about whether or not she has seen or heard or been told Mm -hmm. about the tweets that the president had made Mm -hmm. in reference to this nomination. And she kept dodging the question. 100%. And I'm sorry, unless you're living under a rock, (laughs) like unless you are not paying attention to any media that's out there, I don't see how she could not have been aware of that right and so that is the first thing that truly bugs me that's the first part of why I feel like there's something that we're not seeing because that really bugged me you are prepared like she has a group of people that are preparing her Mm -hmm. we're not naive about Mm -hmm. that she's getting prepped for these confirmation hearings and 
that's one of the things that hopefully the future vice president uh, Kamala had asked her where she had said, you have people prepping you. Do they prep you for these questions about the president's, president's tweet? And she even dodged and she that. Tried to skirt, she tried to skirt that question. So then my whole position is, if you're not going to recuse yourself from even being considered for this position, why not embrace the fact that you may not have a Republican president in that, in that White House come next year. So why not at this point try to distance yourself and just call a spade a spade? I probably would have said that. You know what? I did see that. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually a little embarrassed that somebody would tweet something like that. I completely respect our president, um, but I want this Senate, I want these hearings, I want it to be clear for the record that I have not have a personal meeting with the president Mm -hmm. privately about any of these issues that may be coming up and that I have not promised that I'm going to lean a specific way or not. Right. And I think that's what a lot of people I know is how I feel about it kind of missed from those hearings is that I feel like she had a lot of opportunities to say like her view on things and really stand up for herself in certain areas. Um, and I, I feel like she was very careful. Everything that she said was very like methodically put. And I understand again, that she has been prepped to answer a lot of these questions, but she went out of her way to not even comment on her personal views of things, which to me isn't a conflict. You know, I understand there's certain, she can't comment on ongoing cases or things that, you know, really might, be brought in front of her she can't dig into the nitty-gritty because that would be wrong um but you can at least talk about your personal views and your beliefs and she wouldn't even do that and 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 i don't know if that's her fault her decision a decision made in part with the people who prepared her um but i i feel like as a woman you should express your thoughts it's most important now in this society to be a strong woman of whatever belief that you truly believe in with the caveat that she easily could have said you know what i am pro-life i do believe that Mm -hmm. birth starts at conception however having said Mm -hmm. that i will treat every case with its unique set of facts that are presented to me right should this issue come before myself and other supreme court justices if i am confirmed Right. It's as easy as saying that you are going to be objective, but when you flat out refuse to tell someone that you are have a strong belief in, in something, how are we supposed to have confidence that you are going to be able to sit amongst the rest of these Supreme Court justices and hold your own? Right. How do I we mean, know that you're not going to insert your own personal beliefs for every case? Like it almost seems like you're trying to hide your personal beliefs because you're going to use them. And that's right. not how it should be. You're entitled to your opinion, but everything should be objective. So needless to say, I was pretty hot and bothered <laughs> during the, the Senate judiciary hearings. Um, and you watched way more than I did. I only was really able to listen to, to one day of the hearings. And then you and I watched Kamala drill into her, uh, which wasn't even a questioning. It was like she asked two questions and it was really just a speech and it was fantastic. But um yeah, you watched, I, I think, all, all of them for the most part. I did, yes. 
I mean, at the end of the day, we know that she's going to be confirmed. Right. It's absent something, uh, absent something crazy happening during their deliberations. Uh, there's not a scenario I see where she isn't confirmed, which is why a lot of the Democrats smartly took the time of questioning, not necessarily to try to sway some of their fellow Republicans who may have been on the line to vote with them, but really as a way to show the American public who mm-hmm. are very much interested uh, this time around with the confirmation hearings to actually talk to the American people and tell them what's happening behind the veil, right. why it is so important to vote during this presidential election. Because President Trump has nominated, if I'm not mistaken, at least three Supreme Court justices. I believe she would be now, she would be the third, right? Because she, there was she would be. She there would was be the, the whole third. Brett Kavanaugh thing. And then yes. there was a guy before um when Scalia passed away, whoever took his seat, and I can't remember his name. I can't remember the name right off the top of my head, which is bad, bad lawyer me, but I don't remember. Are um, you impressed that I, I knew like the history on this? <laughs> I, I am impressed. I am impressed. <laughs> I'm a little impressed with myself. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so I mean, it, it's really one of those things that at the, at, at the end of the day, which kind of is going to shift us into the next uh, topic that we kind of want to talk about, which is really this presidential election itself. Um, in 2016, <laughs> uh, I think that everyone was complacent and they were so sure the polls said so that sure. Hillary was going to win. All the pollsters said that she was many, many points ahead of Trump. And I still remember election night sitting with a couple Same. of our friends watching the votes come in. And I'm looking and I was like, oh, my God. What is happening? I was like, we, he, I, I couldn't, I couldn't even articulate. I still can't articulate how I felt that night where I was just like, I'm going to bed. I can't, I'm going to bed now. We know that he won. And so I think it's super important. And I think that there's been a lot of movement for this presidential election because I think people are realizing it's not enough. Don't believe the pollsters. Don't believe what polls and points and all of that stuff right now. I think that we're about to live out a live episode of Scandal. Ooh, that's what I, mean. I, I that's what I think is going to happen. I was talking about it with one of our friends last night and she's like, I feel like we're about to see a lot of shit go down when it comes to the actual ballots to who's going to try to cheat and win this election. Mm-hmm. It would not surprise me if we have an election episode that's similar to what happened in Scandal. If anyone's watched that show there was a lot of controversy about elections and stealing elections and all of that. Um, And that wouldn't surprise me. There's a lot of things going on that make me nervous. Uh, You know, absentee ballots have been more important than ever. People are tracking their absentee ballots to make sure it arrives. That's unheard of. Uh, There's been record number of people going out to vote, which again is unheard of. It's not the same as it was in 2016, albeit they're probably for both sides at this point. Yeah. Um, I mean, there, there are people that are, are really torn on, on who to vote for. And I think it's important that we don't 
become complacent again. I don't, I feel like we're not in the same position that we were four years ago. Like you were saying, you know, everyone was like, there's no way, right? There's no way this reality star is going to be our president. That's that, that'll never happen. Um, so they didn't go out to vote. Um, and <laughs> look what happened, you know, that I, your vote counts and it's important. And one of the things, I mean, I think that's what's been so polarizing for this election time have been a lot of the movements that have surfaced within within this year alone. There's so many issues that have just compiled on top of each other. We've been going through this pandemic that's affected the entirety of our world. Um, we have a lot of issues with the environment. We're having a lot of issues with the Supreme Court justice nomination. We're also having a lot of issues now when it comes to race. These are all such highly controversial and polarizing subjects that I think everyone now feels like they want to be heard on mm -hmm. all of this, all of these things. I mean, personally, bottom line, if we're talking about COVID, do I think that our president did everything that he should have done <laughs> for this? 200% not. I think that we should have been shut down right at the beginning, like most of Europe did. That sucked, but we, we probably should have shut down a bit more. Um, do I think that President Biden's going to do a better job or Vice President Biden is going to do a better job should he be <laughs> Jumping the gun there. <laughs> yeah. Um, who knows? I mean, who knows? I just feel that right now there's more emphasis, and, and I understand why, because I think you and I can, can easily get into a conversation about what it means to ensure that people still have their livelihoods, their businesses, their <laughs> yeah. jobs. Um, but I, I think right now the focus has been too much on that after effect of getting people back to normalcy, quote unquote, as opposed to taking care of what the root of the issue is. How do we control what's happening in our world, in our country, in our individual states about COVID? Because a lot of these governors are stripping any restrictions away. Mm -hmm. it, 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 and how do we protect? How do we get back to what's, what's normal, especially in your industry? How do we get back to a place where events are a thing again? If you don't <laughs> put some restrictions in place, if you don't right. try to take care of it right now, before we end up in this limbo for years. I can't go years without traveling. I can't yeah, do that. I mean, <laughs> we know that. I know you're super antsy. And I am. I'm, I'm antsy with you. I mean, we even just this trip, you know, is, is wonderful. But to be able to go, you know, feel comfortable flying again and going overseas. Um, right now, they're probably not going to let anybody in because a lot of those countries are starting to shut down again. Yep. Um, and I think it's, you know, I don't know how soon we're going to get back to normal. I think it's, how are we going to adapt and change and, you know, continue to move forward with, with our lives, but in a new, new way. I think one of the things that kind of makes me nervous during this time, and you and I have talked about it a little bit, has been a lot of the division that I have seen mm -hmm. uh, during this year, during this election time, division that division and hatred um, that has kind of blown me away. And I'm going to get slightly religious here because one of the things that I've been, when I go to church on Sunday, one of the things that 
the pastor had talked to us about was the enemy. I mean, we all know if you're not religious or not religious, everyone has heard of the devil and that the devil is the enemy, et cetera, et cetera. Whoever, whoever, whatever religion that you have, there is something that is the bad side of things. So the way the pastor put it is that this year has been very illuminating because you can see that the enemy's goal is to ultimately destroy everyone, to destroy the lives that you live in. But how does he, how does he get to that? How does he get to even the destruction point? He divides us. Mm. If we are divided, we are going to fight amongst that division, that division that's created, and he's ultimately getting what he wants. With division comes hatred. With division comes superiority, or I'm better than you, or this mm-hmm. party's better than the other party, or my cause matters more than your cause. As opposed to getting everyone together, Republican, Democratic, Libertarian, independent, whatever party you are, and really think about what is important. What do you truly want? You may not want pres- you may you, you may not want Biden. You may have wanted someone else to be in office, but the real question is, do you believe that this current president has the right to sit in this high position as the ruler basically of the free world? with what he's done up to this point? Do you believe he should stay? Because even with, if you want to say, well, he has a good support team, he's fired a lot of them. <laughs> this is accurate. That is accurate. He's fired them because they didn't do what, what he, he wanted said, them to what do. What he wanted them to do, yeah. So again, it's not, to me, it's not about parties. It, I think I would feel the same way if we had a Democratic president that was going buck wild. Mm-hmm. 100%, that I because- would want a change. At the end of the day, you have to look at the issues that are, I think a lot of what a lot of people need to do is look at the issues at hand and what's important to you and, and your family and how like what's the world that you want to live in. Take a deep dive on, you know, these different issues, the Affordable Care Act, Roe v. Wade, all of that jazz. Look into it and look into what the candidates are wanting to do with those. Right. And, we had and, a conversation last you know, don't, night where... Don't vote on just, oh, you know, they're wrong and I'm right because I'm this party and they're that party. Like, that, no, right. that's not helpful for anyone or for yourself. Right. If you want to see true change, it may not be the way that you want it to be done at that moment, but change doesn't happen overnight. Right. All of, all of these issues that are currently in existence right now, and I'm sure that we'll have a separate episode where we talk a bit more about the Black Lives Matter, all of that. But like these issues, I don't want them to be election issues. Right. They They should not be elections. A a woman's right to choose is not an election issue. (laughs) To me, these are issues that need to be forever going. Mm -hmm. Every generation after us needs to fight for these rights to continue to stay in place. Everyone after us and including us are continuing to be educated and we are the ones that have to continue this cause for the rest of our lives, passing it on because unfortunately we live in a world that, that is not infallible. Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone's going to screw up. It's what you do with the mistakes that make you who you are. And our president is not doing anything with his mistakes. I don't think he even thinks he's made mistakes. No, that's the thing. No, he, he thinks that he's 
the best thing since sliced bread and that everything is going fabulous. So <laughs> it's not. <And> so, <laughs> it, it's just very tough. So, uh, you know, another thing and kind of we're kind of leading into who we actually got to sit down and talk with. Um, but one of the big things that's going to be, I think, a game changer this year is the younger of the youth vote, which oftentimes has been unheard of. Um, because how do you reach the youth really? Right. And get them to understand. But this year we have a new generation of people who are about to vote for the first time. And we've been seeing a lot more celebrity endorsements, a lot more things being geared via social media toward those young people to try to get them excited to be involved. And with a lot of the issues that are currently happening in this world, I think that angers them even more. So um, we did get a chance uh, to talk with somebody who is younger. He's 18. And we got to hear a little bit of his views and his thoughts, including the very controversial uh, idea of or thought that he had regarding the fly on that was on Pence, <laughs> uh, which I think is a very important and funny issue. Which also, side note, there was a fly that was found on Judge Barrett during confirmation. No. Periods. I have a picture. I'll have to send it to you. We might post it. Was it Photoshop? We, we post it. <laughs> I don't know if it was. That was one of my questions. But apparently there was a fly on her at one point oh, during the God. confirmation hearings. I mean, I was listening and working, so I didn't have my eyes glued to the TV the entire time. So I can't verify <laughs> that that's actually true. But if it is true, man, that's really funny. Oh, man. So without further ado, we welcome our guest. So for this big election episode, we decided to actually invite a guest. We have someone in the, in the house studio with us. Yes, Woo! in the living room studio. The living room studio. Um, and this is a hot topic. And, and I, we picked this individual because we wanted to get a younger person's opinion on the election. So welcome michael who is here in the house so tell us a little bit about yourself uh hey guys i'm 18 you know just graduating high school and you know now i'm trying to you know um you know find my way in the world so what a time what a time to find your way in the world i would i would do it again i would go back to 18 i would go back uh, maybe not well 21 21 Talk to us when you're 21. <laughs> I guess that's when the fun officially starts. I mean, you get independence at 18, so that's... But one of the big things that you could do at 18 is vote. So yes, right. this is this is um, your first time to be able to vote. So is this going to be your first time ever voting? No. When I was in elementary school, they kind of like started us off by like kind of like a mock voting. Is like, I think it was in for Obama when he was... Uh, when, uh, when it was his his first time running. Oh my God, I feel so old. Um, <laughs> just thinking a mock for Obama. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, but an official, like in an actual presidential election. Like officially, yes. Not a mock one. Is this your first time voting? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and are you regi- are you registered? Of course. Good. Okay. okay. So we kind of wanted to talk about, and we've already talked about a little bit before and touched upon a lot of issues, but we're going to start with like a broad question. So how much have you paid attention during this election season to all the politics going back and forth? To be honest, I'd say about like 
like 50%. Okay. Okay. What about your friends? Do you, are you and your friends talking about the election in any way? Um, yes. Uh, to be honest, uh, a lot of us, we use social media to pretty much to talk about all of our issues, of course. So, you know, they're, they're saying, how oh, we need to, you know, end racism, you know, vote Biden, vote Trump, you know, it's, you know, stuff like that. They kind of like express their opinion a lot. Do you actually have friends that are voting for Trump? No, not that I know of, no. Okay. Okay. I'm are you jumping? Yeah. Yeah, no, I was gonna say, are you seeing both sides like on your social feeds? Are you seeing maybe not friends, but people that you're I guess quote unquote friends with on Facebook that are pro Trump and are you are you seeing both sides of it or is everything that you're seeing pretty, you know, on the Biden side? Um, actually there was this one teacher that that I didn't have in high school but I knew of that he he said something that was very like Trump controversy mm-hmm. and uh he I mean everybody was kinda like like dude, like what are you doing? But that's pretty much the only thing I've seen. Like, everything is kind of like, get Trump out of office, vote Biden, stuff like that. So, what's an important issue for you being 18 and basically moving on to the next chapter of your life? What's, what's, an, what's important to you that you feel would come out of any person who's elected to the highest office in the land? Um, number one, I'd say education. Okay. I want to, I want kids to like have the freedom, have the ability to be anything they want to be. Okay. And do you know where either one of these or any of the uh, nominees for the president, for the presidential election, do you know where they stand on education? Um, not that I remember, not that I remember. I know one of them wanted to make, uh, like uh, like public universities free mm-hmm. tuition mm-hmm. I think that was was that Biden I don't know I'm, just, I'm trying to remember and that's fine I mean we're just trying to get a grasp of like what influences you so at the end of the day like if you were to vote tomorrow which I know early election starts Monday mm-hmm. um, for early voting here in Florida do you already know who you're voting for Biden. I was going to say, you didn't have to say it, um, but <laughs> I, respect, I, I respect the anonymity of it, but yes, okay. Um, and do you honestly feel that this is Democratic versus Republicans, or is it going beyond that at this point? Um, to be honest, I think a lot of the things that I've seen of Trump, I, like his actions, the way he, and it's like the way he carries himself, I, like, you know, in the, in the country doesn't really make us look great. Okay. How do you feel about what's been happening a lot with racism, Black Lives Matter? How did how do you feel about all of that that happened? To like to be completely honest, it's like the fact that it's still happening today. I and to be honest, like this isn't just something that sprung up. It's like it's something that has been happening it, just because it hasn't been brought to the public eye that quick mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it hasn't been happening. Correct. Which is. Uh, which is kind of sad to be honest I like I and I want I want us to go you know keep protesting going about it the right way be safe while we do it don't act up because it kind of just gives gives them more reason to push it away the government more reason like to push it away but like okay this is the reason why we're doing this this is the reason why we do that like I just wanted us to carry ourselves kind of like you know Martin Luther King marching uh, peacefully you know just to carry ourselves like how we want them to see it like how we want to us to see them you know what i'm saying right so in terms of president trump and presidential nominee joe biden 
do you feel like one of them is either better expressing themselves when it comes to this issue of racism or do you feel like one of them is maybe not portraying this subject or paying as much importance to this issue um to be honest i really don't know you know i don't want to say i don't want to say something you know it's kind of like wrong or incorrect but uh well i remember i remember a couple of times when Trump was speaking about African Americans, and I just didn't like the way he was speaking. Like, look, look at my African American friend. Like, it was, it was a whole thing that that blew up. Like, I don't, I didn't, you know, the way he just the way he talks. Like, it's kind of like standoffish, like rude. I don't, yeah, just I can't, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so you talked about social media. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me, is there a particular how how closely? Are you paying attention to like celebrity endorsements? Um, to be honest, I haven't. Uh, so, well, I don't. Use, I don't really use like social social media like that. Like mostly on Snap or TikTok or sometimes Instagram. But I haven't. Uh, I haven't seen for the you know the one time you told me uh, about Taylor Swift. Yes, I've really seen like like a like a lot. But it's because I really don't like follow the follow them like that. So it's and not, so it's not heavy on TikTok. No. What about on Snapchat? Um, no. On TikTok, it's mainly about people, like, express, expressing their issues, expressing, expressing what they don't like, what they hate, you know, like, just, like, sometimes you see you see videos of people at Trump rallies and, like, you know, like, go Trump, like, go, like, and, you know, it's it's a lot of, I would say it's, like, a war on social media of, like, mm-hmm. I hate, like, I hate Trump or, but, oh, Trump is the way, you know what I'm saying? It's, a, it's just a lot of hate going around right now, so... And what do you feel about that? That that hatred that's going on is that, you know, a validated hatred, or is it just simply a divide because people are too focused on the individuals versus the main issues that are affecting our country? To be honest, I think it's a little bit of both. I also like I I'm not a fan of Trump. I'm not like I, I'm not for him, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna like just sit here and like bash this man constantly. You know what I'm saying? Like I cannot like somebody and like not give them like my energy. You know what I'm saying? It's like we. It's, that's pretty much what's happening at this point. It's kind of like a. It's kind of like a. I'm throwing hate back. You throw hate back at me. I'm throwing hate back. Like it doesn't need to be like this. Like I, I understand. Hey, I don't agree with your opinion, but I'm not gonna sit here and argue with you. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm gonna let it be. I'm gonna let it rest. And I think that's where social media has um, just heightened everything and let it get out of control because I think you can have differences of opinion and still be friends. You can you can vote for different people and still be friends. That shouldn't be, you know, putting our our world against each other, our country against each other. And I really other. love what Michael said about just it, it's that energy, it's the energy mm-hmm. that you put out. And right now, our country is so divided um, that I think they've lost focus. Mm-hmm. I think they're too 100%. focused. They're too focused 100%. on just hating Trump or hating Biden. Right. But what are the real issues at hand? And right. where do these people stand on those issues? Right. Because I, I would wager to bet if we went out on the street and asked people, you know, where, like, tell us why, you know, you're voting for Trump. And they're going to say something along the lines of, well, he's a great businessman. No, but where does he stand on the issues? Right. And there's that a lot of issues. And they may not be able to tell 
to tell me. I honestly think, and again, I haven't talked to a lot of Trump supporters, but I feel like they like the character. They like the sensationalism and outrageousness that he brings. They like um, that he approaches it not as a politician, that he says whatever he's thinking, mm-hmm. that he speaks to, and he does. He doesn't speak like a politician because politicians are very polished and well-spoken, and he is anything but. Not and yeah. there is something about that that his supporters love, whereas we sit here and we're like, this, you know, he, I this hate guy. The, I, this guy. Like I can't. I can't even listen to him speak. Have you seen his his tweets? Yes, I was. I was like, I was literally about to say, it's like, you know, like um, if you ever watch a reality show, it's that person that everybody loves to hate on the show. And I think that's and I think that's who he is. He's the person that everybody likes. Like, and that oh, may translate into votes. Mm-hmm. And the person you love to hate. The if, thought that he has taken the most important position in our country and turned it into it. Mm-hmm. a reality show, because he is a reality star. He has held that position before. He knows what makes good TV. That's appalling to me, and that. Uh, is also why I think a lot of other countries laugh at us. Yes, I think that's what happened the first time. At like at any when he was first running, people were like, "Oh, I hate Trump!" I da 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 da. That videos of running down his signs and everything, and look who got elected. You know what I'm saying? The problem was with that, and, and they've talked about it a lot with some of the coverage that I've been watching recently, um, is the complacency. So people got really comfortable in the last presidential election that Hillary Clinton was going to win. And that caused a lot of people not to go out to vote. Mm. Versus this time around, I think that people are more vocal, not necessarily of who I'm endorsing, but rather, can you at least go vote? Like, make your vote count. This is an important election. And I think it's even more important for people your age, Michael, because this is the first time you guys are actually going to be participating. Your generation is participating right. um, in this presidential election. And it's it, you guys might make the strongest movement. You guys have a lot of, you know, we mentioned Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift has millions of fans. <laughs> I, I, tons of millions of thousands of fans across the entire world. Mm-hmm. And the minute she endorsed somebody i am so sure i didn't look but i'm sure if i looked up on twitter the swifties went wild yes and while i think that's okay i also think it's important especially for young people at your age to do your own research and to really and not saying that taylor swift you know endorsing biden is a bad thing I think celebrities hold a lot of power and can very easily sway on both sides right. someone's vote. And if that's one message that I could send to people who are voting for the first time and, and just entering into that, uh, to that world is that you have to, yes, it's okay to be like, wow, you know, she's endorsing that person. Let me, let me go and look into it more. You know, I think it's important to understand the issues and to come to your own opinion and not just follow blindly as to, oh, it's a, a musician that right. I like. I'm going to vote for that person. All the way down to, you know, your local people that you are are voting for. Yeah, I'd hate to see that. I'd hate to see, like, oh, let me vote for, you know, our leader for the next four years because somebody else. Somebody else told me. Right. right. Somebody else told me that was a good idea. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I'm curious because you said with the social media aspect that you do see a lot. So where do you see the most political action across those? 
Because you said Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok, but not Facebook. No, I don't. And I feel you know young people don't look at Facebook. I know, (laughs) I know, but that's so interesting to me because that's where I see the majority of political ads and things like that are on Facebook. I don't go on Facebook. And and not that I'm looking for it on Facebook. It's just that when I'm on Facebook, that's where I see people my age speaking openly about it. So where are you seeing the majority of? that come up oh it's tiktok like really? if you really want to see what we think like make a tiktok account and like and like just keep I scrolling i might have to make a tiktok account <laughs> <laughs> wait is, is tiktok tiktok still up and running right because mm-hmm. i know there was a whole thing was where it was like they were yeah. gonna get it outlawed to be honest that was the main reason why i think the young people started speaking up when trump said that he was smart he was trying to shut down tiktok it's because they, they were talking wild. bad about him, weren't they, on yeah, TikTok? Yeah, it's like they were, <laughs> they were roasting this man. But you see how much power you guys have. I mean, there was, um, and I forget where it was, but there was a rally that he was doing. And a bunch of young kids. From YouTube. Oh, yeah. From YouTube. YouTube? I, I think it was YouTube, maybe. And they bought out all, oh, of, the, mm-hmm. all of the tickets for his, his rally, so yes. nobody showed. Yes, and he thought that he was going to have this huge crowd, and then nobody showed up. I mean, that is... That's that, what instigated him wanting to get a, right. get rid of, like, whatever social media. So yep. it might have been TikTok and YouTube, or he was so angry. I think it was TikTok. I think it was a TikTok user. It somehow got circulated. Um, but you guys hold a lot of power in that and in your votes. Um, so, I mean, I think before you go out and vote, definitely, you know, take a look and, and make sure you're understanding the issues and, and listen I just, to the rest of our podcast. And listen to the rest. Gonna, yeah, we're going to go tackle, we're gonna tackle some of these issues. Um, maybe not the whole ballot. I, it is very long. It's a it's lengthy, lengthy process. Um, but down to, I mean, again, I'll say it, your your local issues and, and your local candidates, I think that is something that a lot of people skip over and mm-hmm. probably even more so in in the younger age ranges because it's like, well, the president's the only thing that matters. Actually, those it's local not. those local candidates, you will feel the effects of that more mm-hmm. than you will the president. And especially with the amendments that are on there that they're trying to pass. I was telling Alicia earlier, there's one where they're trying to put a road through a state park here. Um, that is one that I frequented and I feel strongly that they shouldn't do that. Right. I mean, you don't know what, if you're going through and Christmas, Christmas treeing at like a Scantron test, <laughs> you know, you might be accidentally putting something into effect that you wouldn't if you understood well, it. There is, there is um, something on this ballot that affects many people your age um and anyone else who's in currently working hourly um there is the amendment to um raise minimum wage mm. it's on the ballot so if people don't vote you may not have minimum wage get raised if not enough people vote to pass it yeah that's a problem so it's right on there i just looked at it it is to raise minimum wage to ten dollars Oh, to ten dollars. I think okay. it is. Let me let me double check because I'm gonna pull it open. Okay, it's number two constitutional amendment, Article Ten, Section Twenty Four, raises minimum wage to ten dollars an hour effective September thirtieth, twenty twenty one. Each September thirtieth thereafter, minimum wage shall increase by one dollar per hour hmm. until the minimum wage reaches fifteen dollars per hour on September 30th, 2026. From that point forward, minimum wage increases shall revert to being adjusted annually for inflation. 
Hmm. And so. there's a lot that there's two sides to that and again it's it's an issue to to be researched um so yeah that's what i would if your friends are going out and voting make sure that they are looking in at least to the amendments right understand those local candidates that's it's a lot to research (laughs) it it is a lot but um i also think it's important um because i think i mean hopefully you know and hopefully if there's I don't know that we have any young listeners that tune in, but... But we may. Just because you are registered as a Democrat or a Republican or maybe no party affiliation, whatever you have registered to vote as, as you're going through the ballot, doesn't mean if you are registered as a Democrat, you don't have to vote Democratic on everything. Um, And I say that because we... Listen, we'll get into it, but, like, we... (laughs) I have done some research on some of the candidates, and uh, you may not agree with their views. You may not agree with their views. Um, I mean, so. sometimes Democrat can be a little bit too liberal. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes Republicans can be too conservative. Sometimes you have to find that right fit. Yep. If you had to tell something to your peers about this year's election, what would it be? Um, just vote. <laughs> I also like I also think that like you said we hold a lot of power but sometimes I think we're like a little reckless with it like we don't or we don't know how to go about it in the best way which is why we should listen to the people who are older than us so we can use that Bless power you. for the right <laughs> reasons like, and in the right way old. <laughs> not old just a little just you know older you know not seasoned seasoned, seasoned. <laughs> there's a little bit of spice in there like a like a nice bottle of wine that we've been put away for a little aged. bit. We've aged. Nope, well. that's I don't like that either. We'll go with seasoned. Seasoned. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. And one of the last questions I have for you, which I think is a very important question to wrap up um, you talking with us is how did you feel about the fly? Uh, <laughs> well, I just I couldn't. I just you know, we, we all know what, what flies are attracted to. <laughs> we all know what, you know, you all, we all know what they want. They want the trash. So just don't. That's, that's where you'll leave it. That's, that's where I'm going to leave it. Okay, okay. I ain't, well, go, I ain't trying to get in trouble. My mom's in another room. <laughs> well, we appreciate you talking to us. Thank you for inviting me. We appreciate your perspective. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, guys. So we were so happy to sit down with Michael for that interview. We did um, actually record that before I left for vacation. So we were in the house studio for that one. And it was so interesting to me um, to hear his perspective. It also gave me a lot of hope that people his age are talking about the election and are trying to be more involved and learn more and get out there and vote um, because I think it's really important. I mean, they're a huge part of our population and their vote can have a huge impact. Um, it's still- do you remember, do you remember when you were that young, whether or not you even cared about politics? Um, you know, I, I didn't, but it was also like my first time voting was for the Obama administration and, you know, that was a big moment uh, in history. And so that was exciting to me. But I did, like, I wasn't, 
at, at his age, I definitely did not know as much as I know now, <laughs> you know, it takes you, it takes a lot of learning and a lot of, um, research and conversations and figuring it out on your own, um, to really understand politics. And I don't even know that now I really understand politics fully. I mean, there's so many different facets, um, there really is. I yeah. mean, I guess we'll learn when, if and when I try to go into politics myself. We'll see. Oh, girl, you would kill it. <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone would hate me. I would stand behind you. I know <laughs> you would. I know you would. You'd be like, she's right, though. You yeah. You just didn't want to hear it. <laughs> exactly. You don't want to hear the truth. I mean, but that is, at the end of the day, having any sort of relationship with Alicia. <laughs> she's going to tell you the You truth. can't handle the truth. <laughs> It was so interesting to me in talking to Michael that TikTok is where they're seeing most of this discussion happen. I was, I felt so old. I know. You talked about like, uh, I was like, I don't even have TikTok, man. Like, what is either. TikTok? I don't I've never either. done a video. I don't really, like, I don't understand TikTok really, which dates me. And I, I I've never once felt so old as we were sitting there talking to him <laughs> and he's just like, Oh yeah, that's where we get our stuff and TikTok." And he talks about stuff and it, it just, it blows my mind because social media has really changed. And we talked about it a little bit when we talked about um, the documentary uh, yep. a couple yeah. weeks back um, because social media has really just infiltrated how the youth day to day, how they interact um, you know, whether their heads are in their phone, their iPads, their computers, whatever electronic device that they have, this is how they're communicating with the outside world. This is how they're getting their information. And the problem really is, I believe in a balanced side of it. Even though you may not like our current president or like what he's doing, I feel like it's important for you to hear what's happening on both sides so you can make that decision yourself, not based on what somebody else told you that you should think Definitely. And I will actually plug another podcast. Not that they'll ever know that I'm plugging them because they're way too big to even care about us. Um, but um, <laughs> <laughs> the New York Times has a podcast um, called The Daily. And that has been a really great source of information for me throughout all of this. Um, they're usually about like 30, 45 minutes. So it's not, it's great for like, if you have a commute or you're driving anywhere and they actually did, um, two episodes recently, one digging into, um, what Trump, uh, promised during his, um, last campaign to run for president and then what he's accomplished since he's been in office and also what he hasn't Ooh. accomplished. Um, so, so tell me, what has he accomplished? Uh, <laughs> I mean, there were there were a lot of things that he on his campaign trail that he said he was going to do. So like, you know, lowering taxes and um, of course, building the wall was a topic that was kind of split 50 50. Like, yes, he kind of did it, but not all the way and, and not to the full um, degree of what he had promised. Um, so, you know, there were it was just a good uh a good overview of kind of his time in office. And, and then of course what he's looking to do in, in his next term, if, if that were to happen. And then they, on the flip side, they did one about Biden and his debates and his um, campaign and what he's standing for and the issues and, and what he wants to do. So I would highly recommend going and listening to that. If you want kind of a introduction into both sides, I think it's really cool. Not a lot of, I don't think a lot of news, um, <laughs> news outlets really um, 
look at it from that perspective of both sides. So I mean, and I, I get it. It's hard. That. Yeah, it's hard for people in a lot of news outlets to be neutral in this, even though I believe that it's a journalist's job to kind of see both sides. Um, it, it is hard during these times because you feel so strongly about a position. Um, and quite honestly, I don't, I've been surprised at myself that I haven't been so overly, I guess, I don't know if the, if it's the right word to say, but overly sensitive about a lot of these issues. Um, you know, even while the president was in office during the first four years, um, especially when the immigration stuff started coming up. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you know, you would have thought that I would have been up in arms about that mm-hmm. as well. Cause I am not, I'm not a U.S. Uh, I wasn't a U.S. born. I came from another country. So, I mean, I think that I've, I've kind of found that if you fill yourself with a lot of the hate that you're kind of seeing now, it it actually is like messing with people, their day-to-day lives, uh, the amount of hatred that's out there. And I think that at the end of the day, the most important thing, if you get anything out of this episode, and we hope that you guys are sharing this with anyone that you know, the most important thing, at least from my perspective, is really is to just go out and vote. Mm -hmm. You may not think it makes a difference, um, but it will. And and you'll feel better about yourself because then you'll know that you've did, you've done everything that you could. Definitely. Um, And I said this in our interview with Michael, but I think it's so important. This is the first time that I've really sad to say, this is the first time that I have actually taken a look at the candidates and the amendments beyond the presidential <laughs> candidates right. on your ballot. Your own local your stuff own local, is important. Um, is like your, I can't even think right now. My brain is so fried, but. Um, on vacation you know, mode. I am so on vacation <laughs> mode. It's not even funny, but like your local senators and your local, the um, state attorney and all of that, like take a look at those candidates. My husband and I sat down and started researching the individual people that were running because we're like, you know what, this matters some in some cases more so than the the presidential candidates because it's what you're going to feel most close to home so right you know and it was some of the candidates were scary I showed you one of them and that was for I think that was for senator I think that was for a senate yeah you yeah you did say there was a senate position um I'm trying to look right now it is I mean don't want to sway you guys in any way and obviously we don't all live in the same places senator District 13 for Orange County. Yeah, take a real good look at that one. Um, it was just interesting to see that they're two totally different candidates, um, different ranges of experience, some exponentially more than the other. Um, and, you know, the amendments that are on there as well. I mean, you have the minimum wage being raised for Florida is on there. Um, there's an amendment that's trying to be passed to put a road through a state park. I believe it's a, a state park. Um, so there's, there's important issues that are beyond the presidential candidates. And I think it's super important that everyone take a look at those and don't just Christmas tree it like an old Scantron. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the reality is, is like, there's so many, apart from the Republican Democrat, there's so many other Mm -hmm. parties, but the problem is, is like, if you're one of those people that's going to vote for not a Republican or a Democrat, but voting for another party, like the big question is, and, I, and I'm stealing this from my friend because she was saying this to me yesterday. She goes, what have you done for your party to make them a viable candidate? Absolutely. What have you done to promote accurate. those ideas? Because everyone gets upset. If you're 
not the traditional Democrat Republican party. And you're like, both of them suck. I want to vote for someone else. Okay. Well, we ultimately know it's not going to be your person. Let's not be, let's not beat around the bush on that. It's either going to be Trump or it's going to be Biden. That means at the end of the day. So a Republican or a Democrat. So if you want your other parties to stand out, you believe that their issues or the way that their platforms are laid out are much better than either of these you parties, have to get, behind them. get involved. You have to support them. You have to do something to, to get other people to see that because if not, they're going to continue to be buried because I'm looking at the ballot right now and I see apart from Trump and Biden, I see one, two, three, four, five, five other people. Which is insane because hands down, if we asked a hundred people on the street, guaranteed most of them would say those are the only two candidates like they would not I mean well now I mean I guess everyone but for the most part a lot of people have seen their ballots but if you would ask prior to this they wouldn't know anyone beyond that that is running for president 200 percent if somebody asked me I would sit there and say well it's, it's between Trump and Biden I mean I'm sure there's other people but I don't know any right. of their names and so I think if you're <laughs> if you're really not sure on who to vote for, you got to do your research. You have to make the vote that's right for you. I think at the end of the day, if you feel like a libertarian candidate or another candidate is right for you, then fine. But you, as Alicia was saying, you need to be involved. You need to make sure you're making those decisions based on what they stand for. And if that's the right vote for you Um, and, and help them be heard because if you're not doing that, then what <laughs> what right, are you doing ultimate ultimately what you're trying to do is that you believe that some type of change should be done and so the only way to enact change is to do your part to get those people involved on those same platforms those same issues so i don't want to beat a dead horse <laughs> go vote just go vote just do um, go vote please vote don't listen to the polls uh, there are so many ways to vote absentee ballot early voting starts on monday Check your local areas. The Amway is opened up in Central Florida as a new early voting location with free oh, parking. I didn't know that. Awesome. Um, yep, free parking um, at the Amway for early voting. Um, there's also a location by my home, which I won't tell you because I don't want the lines <laughs> to be long. Um, when I go to vote on Monday morning. I already know where it is. Uh, <laughs> but uh, other than that, I mean, please, if you have any strong feelings about this episode you think that we're a couple of idiots and you I mean want to that's tell us okay that, you can tell us by all means that's that's fine you can tell us um if you have something that you want to talk to us about in terms of elections or how you feel about certain political movements by all means shoot us a dm then slide, slide into those DMs. dms um in addition to that i uh, would plug that we would love for you guys to be um reviewing us on iTunes so that we can, I don't know, get more visible or something. Um, if you, if you like us, uh, make sure that you're subscribing, that you're reviewing us, giving us a rating on whatever platform, uh, you're listening to us on Spotify, um, Apple podcasts, all that jazz. I mean, really, cause we want to know what you want to hear. Yeah. I mean, if you don't we're tell just us, we're just going to be talking about nonsense. It's, I mean, you're, yeah, that's just going to happen. So um, make sure you are following us on Instagram at one glass podcast. Is it one glass pod? One glass pod. One glass. One glass at a time. One, one glass pod. That's our Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I think it's one glass podcast. One glass podcast. <laughs> it's one glass. It's one glass podcast. <laughs> oh, sorry guys. That is hilarious. Yes. It is one glass. The wine is hitting a little bit harder up here in North Carolina. (laughs) That's funny. 
Uh, all right. But until next time, go vote. Love the episode. And hopefully uh, my wonderful partner <laughs> will, will be reunited soon because I'm dying slowly it, on it, the inside. Nine days will go by fast, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye. Bye.